0: I kind of knew that there was a way for me to do comedy, but I I, I didn't know exactly. I didn't know exactly how to get started,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but I knew I was going to be a comedian. I just didn't know that when God came to me and said, you're going to be a comic. He also said that to (laughs) 237,000 other people. (laughs) Tokyo tonight. Tokyo Tonight. the the fuck out of town! Fucking
1: treasonous
0: how are you?
2: What's going on? That was a perfect sitcom turn and smile, by the way. You were
0: just like, Right. Whoop. I was reaching for my chapstick. I didn't want my lip to be to be chafed. Understandable. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we it. are a
2: windy show. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it gets it gets a bit brisk. <laughs> how you doing, man?
0: Hi guys. How are you?
2: Good, man. Good. Good. Um Well. Love the dry bar special, by the way. That is really—I'm so glad that you did that, dude, because it's so so funny, man.
0: You know, it was—I was very excited to do that. I, when I first got to Utah, um, it was during Black History Month, and mm-hmm. I'm walking down the street, and the first thing I notice is that you know there's very few Black people there, but everybody <laughs> is is like super friendly. Yeah. Uh, at at one point, um, I had to go from the 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 taping back to the hotel. And there were a group of uh, uh, millenniums standing outside this hotel. And I was, I, it was a gang of kids. And first, mm-hmm. I, got, I thought to myself, I'm going to walk around them. But then mm-hmm. I said, no, I'm a comedian. I'm here doing a special. I'm going to walk through the crowd.
1: Nice.
0: And as I, as I walked through the crowd, they just broke into applause for no reason. Like, "Yeah!" <laughs> wow. <laughs> so next after I turned around and said, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> when I got on stage that night, I told the audience, "You guys have a really weird way of celebrating Black History Month, don't you?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic!
2: Yeah, is that it? Do they do it? Because I don't. I've never. What is it? It's in Utah, right?
0: It's in Provo, yeah. Utah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah. I've there, never. You...
2: I know Utah is super white, but is that how like do they just have one of you a year and then they're like we've done our job? Oh no, no,
0: no, 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 mm-hmm. no. They, they 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 have no no color barrier at, oh, at nice. all. I mean, they they're they're very diverse. Oh, cool. Yeah. They, they, they have a they have a all you have to do is be good. That's or great. Almost yeah. good in my case. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I love you know what I was I was gonna say? The last time we worked together was like seven years ago, and you were incredibly nice to me. As you're not, I feel like you're nice to all young comics, by the way. Um, no, because I'm I've not. never heard. No, you're not no, all right. no.
0: You you have to put out you have to put out a certain amount, a, a certain kind of energy hmm. that that and I, I because I read energy, I know right away if I'm compatible with you or not. Oh, um, yeah. and I yeah. and I watched your act, and I you, I don't remember as too much of it right now but i do remember the energy and it was very comfortable you're comfortable to be around thank you Um, and i I promote that if if, if, um the comfortable people are so hard to find in this day and age when you find one you hold on to it oh
2: was very nice man. man because you were you uh we bonded on that on that show we had a blast together and you were like do you go into new york and i was like yeah i'm in the city and i think i was coming up like at a certain date and you were like, well, let me know. And I was like, okay. And then I was going into Gotham and I texted you and I'm like, Hey man, you told me to let you know when I was going to be in the city. I'm going to be at Gotham. And you showed up, which I thought was yeah. really fucking nice, man.
0: Well, I, I don't normally hang out. I used mm-hmm. to, I, I love to hang out, but something happened. I was with Rich Jenny oh, three weeks before he passed Rich away. Kenny. And we were hanging out in, um, we were hanging out at the, at the Gotham mm-hmm. and we went up to stand up New York. And we went to caroline's you know i'm just driving him around um and then after he passed away um uh, life just life, life just got busy life just changed you know uh, yeah it's, it's um it's hard to explain uh I, I i miss hanging out but it's changed
2: yeah absolutely
0: yeah. it's changed
2: was uh, was Rich your buddy um, when you guys were starting out? Like when when he started? Yeah,
0: out? yeah, we we, we kind of started out together in uh, Richard M. Dixon's Night House and Pips in Brooklyn and Wow, you know all those clubs in back back in the back in the day when you could tell a police officer I'm a comedian, he would give you an escort to the club.
2: Oh, <laughs> nice! <laughs> That's great! Wow. And and, that, and now you just don't say anything to police. You just keep your head down while <laughs> you, you walk oh, by.
0: No, no, actually, actually, I love if ever there's a, a situation and, and like it's an energy thing, you know, I've, mm. I've, I've had a couple of times when police have pulled me over. And mm. the first thing I do is tell them, you know, hey, I know you're working. I know you're doing your job. How can I help you? Yeah, yeah. You know, how can I help you do your job? Because you know, I, I'm not a threat, but you and you need to get on with your life. So, what do you need?
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. That's a good way to approach it. I I do find that, like, I've gotten pulled over surprisingly, and but if I'm on my way to a gig and I do say I'm a comedian, they do lighten up. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. Hey,
0: man, boy, there was a time I was in I was in Buffalo, New York, and uh, uh, I had to we had to do a show at the Commerce Cafe, and then we mm-hmm. had to go over to a theater and open up the midnight show, mm-hmm. uh, which, which was like three Stooges reels. <laughs> and they gave me the directions. but this was before GPS. Mm-hmm. This yeah. was before GPS. So the guy gave me the directions and the, the show that I was at started late. So I'm getting to the club late and I I can't, I'm, I'm driving, I'm trying to read, uh, I'm, I'm speeding. And I passed this New York state trooper Mm-hmm. And I'm going like 90 down this two-lane highway. And he throws on his lights. And, I, and when I see that, I slam on my brakes and put it in reverse.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: back up to him. And he, he, before he, he could get out of the car, I said, listen, I'm a comedian. I have to be at the Riviera Theater in like 12 minutes. And I have no idea where I am. He just said, follow me. And he oh. turned around and gave me a police escort to the theater. Wow. And, and when I got there, I said, there's no place to park. He said, put it in front of that hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That's talk That's about
2: great. different times, man. That's incredible. Different
0: times, different times. I yeah. mean my show was horrible, but boy, the escort was <laughs> great.
2: What if he stayed to watch the show and then he was like, I think this guy lied to me about being a comedian <laughs> to get out of that ticket? I don't even think he was lucky there was an audience here. I don't even know what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So I want to go back. You were talking about you. You were with Pips at Rich Jenny and stuff like that. Who was was he part of the crew? Like who was your crew that you were coming up with at the time?
0: Uh, at the time, it was me, uh, Steve O, Richie Minervini, Jim Myers, uh, um, uh, Joe Starr. Uh, nice, very nice. Um, Rob Bartlett was there. Uh, uh, Bob Nelson. Oh wow. The um, Jackie Martling. It was it was it was a a cluster of us. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. leaving out a couple of of very important people because they just they're not coming to mind. But everybody that we had association with back then, it was pure, it was innocent, and it was uh, it 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 it, it was just a way of life. It was just a way of life. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. We were talking. I was talking to uh, Tom Dreisen was on the show not too long ago, and we were talking about how he was he was great man. But he was talking about the bond being different um when you guys kind of started versus when you know my generation kind of came up because you know we have all this social media we're connected with people across the country but when you guys are comedians and you started back then and i'm sure you felt the same way it was like you know you're all you're all you guys had you know what i mean like there's no there's no outside connection if you did comedy that was your world and you you hung out at diners and road gigs and and drove cars and shit
0: when I first started, I didn't even know I had to keep a calendar. I used to just keep everything. No, I'm serious. I used to just keep everything in my head. And then wow. a couple of guys got got upset with me because I, you know I was supposed to be at a show and I I wasn't there. And um, oh. I told I I I forget who I told it to, but I told one of the one of my buddies like you know I, I just missed a gig tonight because I was I was double booked. He goes, how can you how can you be double booked when you have a calendar? I said, who has a calendar? <laughs> he goes duh <laughs> you know. what
2: was were you like um because we had you know when i when i started we had bringer shows and that kind of dumb shit though was what was your audition process like like what was the first club you kind of audi- did you audition for a club or did you kind of just have five minutes and and
0: nailed oh, it right okay away? i started in boston Mm-hmm. In 1974, giving my age away. Wow, very nice. And uh, I was, uh, I walked into a club called Lane's Lounge on Blue Hill Avenue. Okay. And you I said, listen, I'm a comedian. Uh, I'd, I'd like to perform for your guests tonight. If you like what I do, give me 50 bucks. If you don't like what I do, you don't have to worry about seeing me anymore. Mm. <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm not going to give you 50, I'll give you 25. And that was the beginning of my career. Uh, Me saying okay, and taking less money for the rest of my life. (laughs) 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 That was great.
2: That was good. I walked. That was that was fucking hilarious. Uh, That's see now that's that's cool though because you you bet on yourself. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have to. You didn't. You didn't make a tape. You know what I mean? Like you didn't. You didn't. uh, uh, You know, try to sell yourself any other way. And going, listen, if I'm good, pay me. If I'm not, forget about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, the thing is, um, I didn't I, I don't know what my material was back then, but, you know, I had done like maybe three or four shows and there were talent shows and I came in second place. So I figured I had something good. Nice. But what I didn't yeah. know was how to make the material different for every situation. Like, you know, you can tell the same jokes in in, in one situation and it gets a certain amount of appreciation. Then Mm -hmm. you do it in another situation and it gets less or more dependent upon the energy. Well, I didn't know anything about energy back then.
2: Right. So uh,
0: uh, I walked on. First of all, the show was supposed to start at eight o'clock. And I told everybody to be there at eight o'clock and everybody showed up at eight o'clock. But they didn't put me on till 1030. They wanted to sell drinks first. Right. So while they're selling drinks, my mom and my dad, they showed up to support their son. Mm -hmm. And during the course of waiting for me to go on, well, they practically brought out the whole bar. So by the time time I get on stage, my mom (laughs) and my dad are drunk. (laughs) I had I had an image issue because I didn't know I I didn't know uh, what I was supposed to look like on stage. But I had this huge afro. Wow. And I figured I would dye it red mm-hmm. and I would put like Auburn uh uh eyeshadow on my eyebrows and on my mustache, and I had a red and black baseball jacket or oh red cardigan turtleneck. This is in July. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I had some I, I had some some black bell bottom pants and red and black tiger stripe platform shoes. Oh my God. I wish That's we had I the picture from. I, re-
2: I, I was just about to ask, <laughs> is there a picture of this?
0: No, but there's it's, it's, but this image is burned in everybody's mind who saw me. Uh, at 10 30, I walked on stage. My mom like reared up and goes,
1: fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. And I just remember I just remember um Trying to go through my act and deal with the audience, deal with the situation. That that was my first time ever learning how to deal with the situation because things didn't go as I planned. Right. <laughs> they definitely didn't yeah. go as I planned, yeah. and um, I don't know if I was funny or not, but I got paid.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> you just summed up ninety percent of a comedian's career, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's what- the way we began, man.
2: Yeah, no, I know. Well, you know, what's cool about it, though, too, is I I really envy like starting then and not having to tape every fucking set that you do and did and like toss it up because it's funny, like I'll watch comedians now and like I have no choice. They're on my Instagram reel every five seconds. Somebody's something but they don't post it with laughter in the background. They don't even care if they're getting a laugh, because it's just about, it's just about yeah. getting those reels out there and being seen and, and, and having the illusion of having material. It doesn't even matter anymore. It's
0: weird. Wow. No, yeah, I no, don't. man. We Everybody lived for the videotape to have a good videotape to send around just five minutes to send around yeah. and a good five minutes in front of an audience. You know, that was, a, yeah. that was your, pretty much a ticket. And you wouldn't have to audition if you had a good videotape. Right. Course, I, I, I liked auditioning because I, I didn't like playing rooms blindly. Mm, okay. I didn't like to, I, I, it took me a while to, e- even even in the beginning when I first became a headliner, I would go to the club and get familiar with the room before the audience was there. Nice. Smart. Because I wanted to be, I, I wanted to have a, a, a sense of comfortability before I started mm-hmm. the
2: show. Was do you did you like seek a manager out right away? Because like, how what was your trajectory to headliner? Like how long did it take you? <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> oh, it's always good.
0: <laughs> um, I'm not going to mention any names. Okay. But, uh... <laughs>
2: this is the show where you can mention names, though. I don't know if you've seen it before. We we. we
0: oh yeah, I know, but you know. I, I I have no, I have I this you. thing called karma. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, all right. That's fair. That's fair. So in, in the beginning, um, I thought I needed management and I didn't. Mm. Um, and this guy came up to me and told me, "Hey, listen, uh, uh, I can I, I can get you gigs." I was I was I was um, a regular, Catch a rising star in in imp- the improv. Oh, nice. And this guy came up to me and said he'd like to work with me,
2: mm-hmm. and I
0: said okay. And uh, in the beginning, it was fun, uh, but as our, as my career grew, as our association grew, uh, I started finding things in our relationship that, you know, weren't correct.
2: Okay. Gotcha. So
0: I give, give an example. I did a show. I, I did a show with the, with the Temps and the four tops on Broadway. Oh, wow. And, and, uh, I was supposed to, I was supposed to get a certain amount of money and instead of get, getting that certain amount of money, uh, they, Uh, gave me more because I found out that he negotiated for more, but didn't tell me. Oh, wow. So when it came time to get paid, he wasn't there. And they said, who do I make the check out to? And I said, how much is the check? And when they told me, I said, make it out to Melvin George.
1: (laughs) oh my god I That's said genius. melvin
0: george the second to be exact <laughs> 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 and so we had a we had a, a beef about that and um and and and, I, and that was the first time we worked that out but then when it happened again i was like no more no more nice um and and then i uh the, the I, I didn't have an agent or a manager for a while i was just doing it myself and now the, 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 the person I'm with now came up to me and said, listen, let me see a calendar. I had one. <laughs> so, I, so I showed him my calendar. He goes, listen, I can fill in all these dates for you. I said, yeah, well, at what percentage? He goes like to 10%. I said, for how long? He says, listen, let's just work together. If if, if we like each other, then we'll sign. If we don't like each other, we'll go about, go our separate ways. We've nice. been together ever since.
2: Oh, that's great. Wow. That's really yeah. nice. And you got to hang around after the show, real quick, backstage, because I bet you any amount of money I know who your manager was because I think he was also mine. Oh, he hung okay. up, Is he still working? Because if he's still working, then when I was, you know, because it, it, it's an eerily similar situation I had with, with when I had my first manager.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Something yeah. tells
2: me there may be a manager or two out there. <laughs> oh, there's there's more than there's more than there's well, here's more the thing. than Here, two. That's for sure. There's more than two, but here's the thing: it's a very small East Coast manager. You know, Community. there's like there's like yeah. four Guidos that supposedly run comedy on the East Coast. You know what I mean? So there's not like we have a lot to choose from. Um, yeah, and I can say yeah. Guido because yeah. I belong to that. <laughs> of Italian um, It was cool. You, you had mentioned opening for the four tops. And before that, you were talking about, um, you know, kind of learning different energies in different for different rooms and stuff like that. Because you'd open for Patty
0: LaBelle, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Patti so, LaBelle. Uh, Smokey what was Robinson. Like,
2: yeah. Smokey Robinson. So what so you're you started out, obviously, club comic working in the comedy clubs and stuff like that. Did you when you started opening for Smokey Robinson and Patty LaBelle, how much did your set change? in between club comic and um you know performing oh, and opening for those good guys question.
0: good question i i, I had a, the, the first the first time was a learning experience i had to do two shows in one night wow uh i was working with cool That my first gig was it was cool and the gang at oh, the westbury so music fair cool. which is now uh it's had so many different changes i don't know what they call it now yeah um, i don't know what
2: they call it now either uh,
0: uh, but in any case it was there and uh I, I went and did the show. Mm-hmm. Uh and the the, the the owners at the time I went I went to get paid and the owner said, Well, there's another show. I right. said, Well, the guy that booked me didn't tell me there was another show. He goes, How much is it for? And he goes, Well, I have you booked uh this show and the next show, plus two shows in Philadelphia for $75. Wow. And I looked at him, and I started laughing, and he started laughing. And then after a while, he's like, what's so funny? I was like, you know, you're going to need somebody for the other two shows because, you know, I, I, that's not what I, I – I had one understanding. I had one understanding. The guy told me I was getting, like, $75 for a show. And right. when they, they threw more shows on, I thought I was going to get an additional $75. Yeah, no. Absolutely. He, went, he sold me $75 for everything. So after we negotiated mm-hmm. I, I started feeling kind of guilty because now the pressures on me to really be good because I got the money that I wanted yeah <laughs> oh. now I had to show up right right <laughs> Horrible. So, um the first the the, the, the the first show went great the second show was kind of tedious um uh, I, I, I didn't quite I didn't quite have my bearings on uh, doing doing two shows at, at a theater in one night. Then right. I went to Philadelphia, and I learned that when you're in an arena, you can't do your club set. Right. Your club set involves talking to people, involves getting that energy and, 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 and getting things ready for the next act. When you're mm-hmm. in an arena, you have to bring the show. Yeah. And whoever wants to inject something in between what you're doing, you have to be ready to deal with it. But mm-hmm. you can't, there's no where you're from, what do you do for a living in the theater? <laughs> Right, which I found out the hard way, because every time I asked no, every time I'd asked a question, they'd boo me. when I did oh. my, when I did my act, they would applaud. Wow, yeah, and and, and I, so once they applauded, I figured I had them, I'd go back into the audience again, boo, boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: you totally hit the nail on the head before, by the way, when you were saying how you, you know how often comedians have to fight for a gig. And then once they actually get it, now you're like, now "I gotta be good," and this yeah, sucks yeah. because you know it's it's insane. Because how often is that what happen I love about, especially that's, when you're younger? That's what,
0: that's what I love about having an agent, um, mm-hmm. and especially the agent that I have now, because I, I, I he's he, he's taken out all the drama. I just show up.
2: Yeah, that's the you know? way should be, if, man.
0: If 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 uh, if there's a problem with in in any area between me and and, and the club, I deflect to him. And he's more than happy to handle it because uh, I, I have to keep a good relationship with the, with the people yeah. I'm working for.
2: Tom and I were just yeah. having this fucking conversation because I was doing a having a bit of a thing in, in D.C. And I was like, I know way too much about what's going on behind the scene. And it's fucking me up
0: yeah. uh, because I just don't yeah.
2: I don't want to we, we shouldn't have to know that stuff.
0: You shouldn't have to be a part of, of of a club's politics. You're not there to play politics. You're there to you're there to do to 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 do a show, to bring people in, to show people a good time, uh, make the club look good. You know, Absolutely. Um, getting get, getting bogged down in the politics of the of, of, of whatever club you're in is always mm-hmm. a, a weighty situation for anybody.
2: Absolutely, man. Yeah. I I feel that one hundred percent. Um so so after you did those those sets though, you got your bearings pretty quickly, you're saying like with the opening between the club set and the whatever, you figured it out after those?
0: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I um I I had my club set, I had my theater set, you know, then I and then the colleges showed up. I had to I had to develop a college set. Wow. You know, um uh, uh and I burnt out of colleges in, in one semester. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, that answers my next question. I was gonna ask you, what was your favorite type to do? Did you, do you are you prefer the club scene or do you prefer theaters, larger venues, and opening for musical acts?
0: I prefer the scene where the situation is correct for the comic. Oh, you know if if you're in a, if you're in a club, there's there, there's lights, there's microphone, there's a stool, that's all you need. Yeah. If you're mm-hmm. in a theater, there's lights, there's microphone, there's there, there's a, a stool. Uh, there's there's tech rehearsal you know mm-hmm. a sound check you know, uh, how to come on stage how to come off stage and that's all you need yeah when you're in a college it's supposed to be that way <laughs> but it all depends on <laughs> it all depends on who hired who 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 how professional is the the hiring committee
2: yeah yeah when
0: I first started doing colleges, uh, they put me in a theater at night and it was like a 1,000 students and we had a great time. Nice. This was in February. um, Yeah, this was in February uh, after kids came back from from winter break. By the time May came around, I was working in the student lounge in the middle of the day, standing on a a milk crate (laughs) with a microphone, (laughs) holding the mic and telling jokes. Right. With the threat of if you don't perform, you don't get paid. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, brutal. I, I, was... I, I told my agent, I don't, I don't want to, I, I, I'm done. I'm Do you... done. <laughs> you,
2: you know, you know, Jay Black, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, Jay, before I started doing colleges on my own, Jay took me out and had me open for him at a couple colleges. And the first one that he and I ever did, the first college that I ever did with this was this college, uh, Lebanon Valley University College, right? Yes. Um, and they had a theater and yep. they had a packed audience and all the students came out. It was fucking beautiful. Backstage area was nice. They had some food for everything. Everything was great. And uh, we get back in the car and I was like, and we had a couple more dates that I was going, you know, uh, college gigs with him. And I was like, that was, that was fucking awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, don't get used to that. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and I was That's like, right. what is he talking about? And then like the next weekend we were, we were in Connecticut and uh, they had us in a hallway in between periods. So it was just like a couple students were were in the hallway. And then we just hear like, and like classes were letting <laughs> out. <laughs> People like, are walking by while you're telling this? jokes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are you here for the show? Are you here for the show? You know, and then, um, and then I remember doing some on my own, too. And one of the ones I did Monmouth University, the first time I did Monmouth University, uh, was not in the theater. Second time I did it was in the theater. First time I did it, they put me in the cafeteria and they gave me a podium and and not a mic stand and no stage. And I was just like, what, 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 what's going on here? And they were like, that's where you're going to do your set. right? And I was just like, I guess, and I had to like. It looked like I was giving out lunch orders. I was like, uh, uh, a <laughs> twelve, the pizza, and a cookie." Uh, it was it was fucking brutal, man. But it's. I had a
0: I had a show at stores in Connecticut, and the first time I had been there, I had I had been there three times. The first time I was in the, the theater, the second time I was in the Rathskeller uh, the, the 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 nightclub wow, of, okay. of Connecticut University. Uh-huh. And the third time, uh, uh I, I guess all the politics had changed. They had me in this in this theater, but it was in the middle of the day. They had not announced the show, so only mm. like seven people showed up. This place sat like <laughs> 350. And uh I had forgot to bring my tie. So, I took my belt off of my neck, my, my, my waist, and put it around my neck and went on stage to look presentable. I told <laughs> oh the audience, God. I told the audience, I, I started doing my show, and nobody's laughing. <laughs> People are just staring at me. And so, I break the fourth wall and I say, Listen, um, I, I know it's just you and me in this big space, but I'm giving you everything I have. I mean, I even took my belt off of my waist and put it around my neck because I forgot my tie. <laughs> And the, the whole audience went, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, really, it's a belt. Well, boom. It, you, oh. you, it felt like somebody just lit a, lit a big bomb. Everything was just beautiful. People started laughing. We bonded, the seven of us bonded from that yeah. moment right there. Amazing. We bonded so well that one guy was in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh. And... One guy was in a wheelchair, and I asked him if he would you play anybody play any sports? I was getting ready to do my mm-hmm. sports bit, and the guy goes, I play sports. I said, Really, what do you do? He goes, I bowl. And before I could stop myself, I said, What's your handicap? <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> And as I'm stuttering oh to try to clean it up, everybody just breaks out. They they must have laughed for a good five or ten minutes.
2: <laughs> oh my <laughs> god!
0: Because it was so innocent and so pure, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. uh, uh,
2: that it, is hilarious. Like
0: you never know. You never know what you're going to get on a college show. All you, yeah. All you can do is just be honest with the moment. Whatever you whatever you do, and that pretty much goes with everything. But right. once you're in the moment, be honest with it.
2: Yeah, have you ever done Rowan University?
0: Rowan, where's that?
2: That is in New Jersey, um, mm. but I I think it's what is it like Middle West. New Jersey? Yeah, I was going to say I, found, West. I don't I don't know why I'm asking two people who don't live in New. I'm live in New Jersey, and I'm like, <laughs> where is that? Again? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't go to college, so I don't know where they are. But I I went to I went to other colleges. But uh, so I go to I I do Rowan University, and we're uh, about about to go on stage, and you know you figuring out some of the student faculty is like telling you shit to say. And they go, right before I go on, one of the kids goes, oh, oh, oh if you want to really get a good laugh, uh, mention uh, Rape Road. And I was like, pardon? <laughs> and this is like five minutes before I had to go on. And I go, what did you say? Did you say Rape Road? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, we have a road. At Rowan called Rape Road. You should bring that up. And I was like, "The fuck, I will." <laughs> I'm like, oh, "Your mine. And I and of course, you're, as a comedian, it's just now. It's just it's Somebody tells you something. It's cranking in my head. So we're having a good time or whatever. And I li- all I did was go. I, I gotta, I gotta ask you guys. I go, apparently, there, there, you guys have like a rape alley, and they fucking law lo- like they were they like, and then one kid was just like, "It's road," and I'm like, "I'm sorry, I got the name of the road." <laughs> <laughs> that young people get raped. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. <laughs> but it, wound up in, it was the weirdest. But they have every college has like this little thing there that it was so weird. Yeah, but they actually do have one, and I was like, you would think somebody would put a sign up and maybe close the road.
0: Or, yeah, uh, probably. Is, yeah,
2: something like that. Yeah, it is weird. colleges are so weird, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I burnt out. I, I burnt out, and uh, they when they did ask me back, I raised my price. Um, and, 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 yeah. and then everybody had An understanding Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah.
2: absolutely um, Is it When you were, what was your rapport like With, uh, like when you were opening for Smokey Robbins And Bell, those guys, did you have a good relationship With them, did you try to kind of Because I know some people are shy around other performers And they don't, you know, but you seem friendly enough Like to me that you would Kind of approach them and talk to them
0: uh, I, I tried to approach Everybody But uh, i worked with and most of them were rather receptive mm. uh patty labelle and i got along just fine nice. uh, aretha franklin and i got along just fine Smokey Great. robinson gladys knight we all got along just fine mm. there's only a couple of people who i i i, I can say I, I i wish we were on better terms um okay uh uh, but, you know, it, it, like I said, it's an energy thing. You know, sometimes sometimes the energy clicks and sometimes it doesn't. And uh, when it doesn't, are you, are you, all you can do is just say, well, I did my best. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. Do, do Smokey you find Robinson that- had me, uh, he had me, I, I went to thank him for having me on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's the type of guy who, at the end of his show, he'll stay in his dressing room and he'll greet everybody that wants to see him because these are the people who made him so he's going to stay there and greet each and every one of them Hmm. well i just wanted to thank him for having me on the show so i cut the line um i'm the opening act excuse me excuse the opening act (laughs) i cut the line and i I walked up to him i said listen um Mr. Robinson, no, call me Smokey. Call me Smokey. Smokey, I just wanted to thank you for having me on the show. I'm your opening act. He goes, oh, you're the opening act. Oh, you were great. Listen, stand and Help me greet these people. I stood there for an hour and a half. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, they came to while they came to talk to him. And he goes, this is my opening act. Wasn't he great? He goes, yeah, he was. And they, he signed the autograph. I signed the autograph. And oh, my then, God. Now, this is the thing. I had another show at Eastside. Uh, after that show, which mm-hmm. started at ten, 30, which started at I think it was uh, I think it was ten thirty or eleven o'clock, I didn't get out of that 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 theater until eleven fifteen, because I was backstage with Smokey Robinson, wow. and not only were my the club owners pissed that I was late, but all the staff, the the union staff, yeah. they weren't pissed because when they work overtime, they get when they when they work overtime, they get paid for it. Right. So, mm-hmm. and Smokey's, Smokey's deal was, I'm going to stay here and greet all these people, uh, because they made me who I am. Mm-hmm. And if it costs me extra, it just cost me extra. And won't you stay here with me, Melvin? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's great. Yeah. That's a that's yeah. the best excuse to me's uh, an Eastside Comedy Club show ever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hanging out with Smokey Robinson. That's not bad. Man, I lived in I lived in Rockville Center. Mm-hmm. And East Side Comedy, <laughs> Richie Mironini used to always get used to always get so upset with me because I would show up just in time to go on. With me, it was a timing thing. If he told right. me I was going on at eight thirty, I knew I, I, or, or nine o'clock, I would show up at eight fifty nine while and walk in the club <laughs> while he's going. Is Melvin here? And I would just walk on stage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's
1: great. It man. got
0: to the point where it got to the point where. Um, I, cut a, I, I had a mixtape of James Bond music. I'm really into James Bond. Music. Nice. I had a mixtape of James Bond music where just the theme song lasted for the 20 minutes it took me to get from my house to Eastside. <laughs> oh, that's
2: so cool. That's amazing.
0: So I get in the car and I start off the car. I, I pop in the tape. Dun- роб- <laughs> I go up Peninsula. I hit the Sunrise Highway. I mean, not Sunrise, but Southern State Parkway. Da-da, 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 da-da. <laughs> Southern State Parkway to Route 110. I get off of Route 110. I'm navigating through the traffic. And then as I, as I pull up to Eastside, it goes... Da-da, 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 da-da. Mm. And I'm at the club and I get out and I hear, is Melvin here? Oh my god, that's amazing, man! That has to—if that's not
2: the opening of your next special, just you driving, listening to that music. Oh,
0: that's amazing. oh yeah, oh yeah. As a matter of fact, one time, one time, Richie, um, I, 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 I was maybe two or three minutes late because of traffic, right? And yeah. when I got there, Richie had called my name already, and by the time. I let him know I was here. He had done like the first five minutes of my act. That's great. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he, said, he said, "Is Melvin here?" Oh, he's not. Oh, you would love Melvin. He comes <laughs> on stage. He pulls out. He, he pulls out a glass. He pulls out a cigarette. He's the funniest guy. Oh, I wish he was here. You he he didn't tell you about his wife. Oh, but wait, wait, me tell you about his wife.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's hilarious! I love to see that's So you guys all loved each other though. You could fuck around like that.
0: Oh yeah! Oh, oh that's yeah, amazing. Guys. One time he would he would throw a Christmas party. <laughs> he would throw a Christmas party, and uh, they had this huge polar bear in uh, in, in in the bar. <laughs> it was a it was a paper mache polar bear on a stand on on a stand in the in the bar, and uh, it was during my drinking days. And I said to the bartender, uh, how much will you give me if I ride the polar bear? He says, <laughs> he, "He said, I'll give you two martinis. I can't give you any money, but I'll give you two vodka martinis. I said, dirty vodka martinis? He goes, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll make them dirty. So um, I said, okay, make the drink. He made the drinks. I, I looked around. No, nobody was in the bar. So I got up on the polar polar bear and I started riding it like it's like, like it's a a a a, a, bron- a bucking bronco. You know, like we uh-huh. <laughs> right. I get up and the, the bartender's laughing. He's, he's he's laughing hysterically, and I said, "What's so funny?" He comes. He shows me the only thing holding the polar bear up is one nail, and everything <laughs> wow. else was balanced. How <laughs> how I didn't fall, he had no idea. But he was waiting for me to fall. Wow. Um. When I looked at the polar bear, it had a big groove in his back <laughs> <You know? laughs> from, from me riding the bear. And I tried to straighten it up, but then Richie came in, and I didn't want to be—I I didn't want to be a part of it. I, I didn't want him to know I was associated with it. So Man. I just went into the club, and next thing I hear this loud voice: "What the hell happened to the bear?" <laughs> 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 oh my god did he ever find out yes i think a couple of years later they told him you oh know. that's hilarious man so
2: oh my yeah. god that fucking got me i didn't i did not expect you to say there was a polar bear that you rode <laughs> holy shit uh what how did the not cool things because that couldn't have been something you'd started with when you were younger and it's also by the way one of the best like reverse psychology th- things at comic because you are you are cool like do, do you <laughs> know, know what's funny true. i was gonna say did that start because you opened for cool in the gang and they were like are you not cool <laughs> oh, that, no, be- that was that was back in 1970,
0: 78, 79, somewhere around there i was uh i was at the improv uh, and i was emceeing the show and bud and silver had split up so bud went to the west coast and silver was was on the east coast and uh after auditioning for her she let me MC the room so at, at the MC at the time you had to bring you know the, the the stage was bare you had to bring the mic stand you had to bring the stool mm-hmm. you had to bring your drink Jesus. so um when she's when the show started please welcome melvin george i had all this stuff to carry and plus i had my cigarettes to smoke cigarettes back then mm-hmm. so I put, I put the drink in my pocket and, 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 the, and the ashtray in my pocket and the cigarette in my in my uh, cigarette case, and I grabbed the mic stand and the stool and went on stage. And the moment I got on stage, people started heckling me. The moment <laughs> I got there, hadn't even said hello. They just started shouting stuff at me. I guess it was the energy I was giving off, like, uh, th- yeah. th- th- this guy's easy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I tried to banter with them, and that didn't work. And I, I remembered. I, I totally forgot I had stuff in my pocket. And I said, I, I, I said to the guy who said something, I said, "The only reason why you're saying that to me right now is because you, you, you probably think I'm not cool." And then, I pulled the glass out and said, "I'm not." And I drank from the glass. After, from that moment on, I had them. They, they didn't know what to expect. Uh, they thought that. I, I don't know what they were thinking, but they respected me.
2: Yeah, man, that's know. a that's a good that was great, dude.
0: But the it was all spontaneous. But the 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 kicker was to do it again. I mean, I, I, when I tried it after I tried it the first time and it worked per- perfectly because I didn't plan it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I planned to make it work, it looked staged. It looked it looked rehearsed, you know. Right. And it took me a a a, a good like six or seven years to build something around that. Yeah. To to, to get it to work. But He's it was genius. in the beginning it was purely accidental.
2: Wow, I love that man. I'm glad it was accidental cuz that's like that I have I was...
0: a lot of accidental jokes. <laughs> 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 I was a, I was a, I was in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And I had forgotten my uh my my cufflinks for my mm-hmm. shirt. I was doing a I was doing a show. I think I think the booker's name was Karen Rose. She had a bunch of one-nighters
1: okay. between
0: uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Ohio. And you just and, and you loop around upstate New York and come back to New York. It's I like two that. weeks on the road. So uh, the first or second stop, I think the second stop was Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And there's a, the, the club is in a hotel, but the club is across the street from the hotel. There's a parking lot in between the club and the hotel. So I get there, I realize I don't have my cufflinks, so I take the luggage locks off my luggage and put them around my cuffs to keep my shirt closed. Okay. So I go on stage, you know, nobody's laughing, you know, people are drinking and stuff. And I break down the fourth wall again and tell them, listen, uh, I'm trying to do my best for you people. I, I, I wanted to look presentable. So I took the luggage locks off my luggage and put on my cuffl- cufflinks, cuffs so I could have some cufflinks. And then I showed them. Well, that just turned the whole show around. Everybody was my friend. Everybody laughed and stuff. Nice. After, at the end of the show, they started buying me drinks. Everybody wanted to buy me a drink. I was everybody's pal. I must have had like seven or eight, you know, uh, what was I drinking back then? Grandma, Marnier and cognac. Wow. Oh, wow. I must have had seven, seven or eight of them. And I, I went back, I went back to the, I walked across the parking lot to the hotel. I remember doing that. I remember taking the key out and putting it in the door. Back then they had, they had keys, not cards. Yeah. And then I tried to put the key the, the, the hotel door key was big, and I could handle it, but the luggage lock key was really small, and I tried to put it in there as drunk as I was. I tried to put it in the lock, and I couldn't. I kept missing the coupling. <laughs> so I I figured I'd just take the shirt off over my head, and my cuffs were too big. to My, my wrist was too big to pull the cuffs over, so the shirt got stuck, and I passed out. Oh my I woke God. up. I woke up locked in my own shirt.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like a shirt handcuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That is hilarious,
0: Uh, man. and, and, And so it was purely accidental as I found a way to put it in the act. I was in Detroit one time. Nice. And this guy says, have you ever been to Detroit before? I said, yes. As a matter of fact, I was here in 66. Last time I was here, somebody broke into my car and stole my luggage. So I couldn't wait to come back, so I could see what everybody's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> and when I said that, he busted out laughing. He laughed so hard he couldn't finish doing the interview.
1: <laughs> he just said,
0: "Go see Melvin George." I was at a chaplain's or one of those clubs. Yeah. Um, and then, so when I went on stage. Uh, it's, it's like the audience was waiting for me to say that line because they weren't laughing. They didn't. They didn't laugh at the lit cigarette. They didn't laugh at the ashtray. They didn't laugh at me pulling the glass out. But when I said it's good to be back in Detroit, last time I was here, somebody broke into my car and stole my luggage, and I just came back to see what everybody's wearing. Boom! Everybody's broken to applause. They were like they were waiting for that line. You yeah, know? yeah, that's
2: a great. Oh, that's a great fucking. Joke, well, the man.
0: thing is, over the years, I lost the energy on that line. Oh over the years, the, the, the spontaneity and the energy fell off, and Damn. it got to the point where I would do the line and you would hear crickets. Mm. You know, so uh,
2: I know what you mean. It, yeah. it, that's one of those mysteries of comedy, though, too, where like something you love, a joke you love that you know lands every time. Uh, suddenly, just it just dissipates. It like evaporates into the air, and you're like, I, I don't know where the. And you know went why that happens?
0: Why you know why that happens? Because you're not honest with the moment. True. There, any yeah. any time, anytime you do a joke, and the joke that you the the, the the joke normally works, but this one particular time it doesn't work, mm-hmm. it's because when you approach that joke, you approach it from a a a, a space that wasn't honest with that moment. Wow. And it took all, it just sucked all the energy out of that joke.
2: You, you, by the way, I think, I don't know if you know this, but you have a lot of uh, a great nuggets of wisdom that other, like, like I'm, I'm friends with Joe star. He's told me stuff that you've said, passed down stuff that you've said to him, passed it down to me. I think about that kind of thing all the time. Um, And you told me something recently, because I love the Watchmen buttons that you have on your jacket. Oh Yeah. Um, and you told, and I never knew this about what, what. What was the significance of those buttons? But one is Rorschach, and the other Winter. is the Hazard button, right? Yeah. And these you wear those every Washington time you're Semble. on. Yeah, and Wait you and you wear those every time you're on stage, right?
0: Every time I'm on stage, I wear these.
2: I love that, man. Uh, That's such a cool yeah. jacket, too. That is the best jacket cool ever. But tell me, you tell. Know, yeah
0: first of all you have no idea how many plastic cows had to die so i could look this good (laughs) but okay Uh, this is the the rorschach ink block test Mm -hmm. yeah and this is the hazard symbol yeah i wear these i I started wearing these uh I, i would wear one or the other for the longest time but then i think it was 2000 when when joan rivers and robin williams passed away Right. I started yeah. wearing these buttons in honor of them. Uh, Joan Rivers Joan Rivers is a hazard symbol
1: mm-hmm.
0: because yeah. when we, when I was walking down the boardwalk in Atlantic City and I bumped into her and I started talking to her and she was just the nicest person. Uh, she was going to send some representatives by to see the show. She wasn't going to see the show, but she sent some people down. Uh, who's the club owner, when I mentioned the club owner, she just tore into him like she was a, (laughs) she did not like this guy. She, (laughs) I've I've never seen, she she, she cursed so much about this guy. She made my ancestors feel uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) And so when she passed away, you know, uh, comedians often say things that are offensive. Mm-hmm. And they often say things that, that that they get on your nerves, but they they're not too far from the truth. Right. So I, I started wearing this for Joan Rivers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then uh, when Robin Williams passed away, I had met him outside Igby's in wow. in uh, in L.A. And as I'm leaving the club, I, I noticed him. I said, "Oh, listen, Robin Williams. Listen, Melvin George. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I'm a com- I'm a comic. And uh, you, are you going on tonight?" He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah. What's that button? What's that button?" I said, "Oh, this." This this is a Rorschach ink block test. And when I said that, he started ripping on all the things that he saw. Wow. And I said, uh, uh, I, I said, well, that's what you see. But when, when I see this, I, I I see my family crest. And he busted <laughs> out laughing. Then he went on stage and did the joke in his own way, you know, uh, about Rorschach. And, 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 and the, the kicker is, the kicker is Don Gavin gave me that line. That oh, the, the, wow. the Rorschach being a family crest, so I gave it mm-hmm. to Robert Williams, and Robert Williams went on stage with it. Then they both passed away within like three weeks of each other.
2: First, oh, Robin God, Williams,
0: yeah. and then John Rivers. And I right. started wearing these, and then, and then we started losing all. all, all yeah, we just started with Patrice O'Neill, Vince D'Antona, Rich Ramirez, Hal Spears, John Weiss, Juan Ramy. Yeah. David Brenner, John Pennett, Otto Peterson, Rich Seisler, Robin Williams, John Rivers, Gary Shanling, Jerry Diner, Gene Wilder, Kevin yeah. Meaney, Max Alexander, Adrian Tosh, Uncle Dirty, Don Mickles, Charlie Murphy, Dick Gregory, Jerry wow. Lewis, Chris Rush, William Stevenson, Brody Stevens, Eustace Lord, uh, uh, Tim O'Rourke, Mike Reynolds, Howard Lapidus, uh, Jeff Parami, Pete Michaels, Vic Henley, and and to, to lose Norm McDonald, the amazing Jonathan... Um, Bob Saget, Louis Anderson, and Gilbert Garfield.
2: Yeah, and that I, I one impressive that you I worked yeah. for them. that's beautiful, man. I think what you just did now, we can actually count this as an in memoriam special. But we just we, <laughs> we've never had. I, I, I've never had anybody listen, but that was really nice. I'm like, if we can get somebody to put some music in the background, <laughs> this is our first dystopia tonight ode to comedy yeah i mean it is crazy though we do lose a lot of uh, comedians rather rather quickly and sometimes unexpectedly
0: yeah yeah and the, the you know the energy that the energy any good comic puts out there uh, lasts an individual for a lifetime you, yeah. you know they may see a comic one time and then they'll, they'll they'll never see him again but they'll always remember how good they felt watching him for that moment absolutely so this is what we do and yeah. and 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 I am very blessed to be a part of that energy, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, yes, I, I ran the list of names because every time I go on stage, I carry them with me. Beautiful, man. And, uh, uh, they, they, they protect me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got some comedy
2: spirits around you. I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah.
2: It is, it is nice, man, because you do, you do kind of, I, I have a, I can't, I don't, I never know what side I'm facing, but I've got my uh, Robin Williams pin right there. You can't really see it, but I'll blow it up on the, on the screen. Lo- He's one of my favorite, man. He was always, yeah. you know, I love that you got to meet him and, and talk to him and stuff, man. He was, Uh. It, that was that it, Richard Jenny and Robin Williams for uh, Richard Jenny was the first celebrity kind of, you know, comedian that passed away. That I actually felt genuine loss for, you know, other celebrities yeah. have passed away and I was like, but Richard Jenny was like, you know, I think it was the first comedian that my parents let me watch, you know, when I was oh, younger wow. and I love because wow. he had a we had a VHS of his one of his first specials crazy from the heat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he had a whole bit about school and it was my mom was like you should this is you in the morning by the way so you should just watch and and you know and you know the bit when he's basically like, you know it's him and his mother yelling back and forth richard you know Get up, i'm up and he's still lying down in bed <laughs> killed me when i was a kid i didn't know you could be that funny right and then and then i think i saw him do a we love jaws i love the movie jaws and then he had that bit about jaws and the tonight show so loved him my whole family loved him and then he passed and then he you know, then he killed himself. And that was like devastating to me. Right. And then, um, same thing when Robin passed away, man. And that was, that was another hard hit. Cause I loved him forever before I even knew what stand-up was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, some people are with you for a reason. Some people are with you for a season.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a good, man. You, what what was the, who, did you have somebody in particular when you were younger? Cause did you always want to be a comedian when you were a kid or what was yeah, the,
0: you know, um, when I was a kid, I used to have dreams of being a stand-up comic. I used, nice. to, I used to see myself as an adult so, uh, holding a cigarette, <laughs> and 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 there was a a, a, a spotlight shining down on me, mm-hmm. and I'm on stage in front of these people telling jokes. A nice. couple of times, I would wake up laughing because I would I, I would I what from what I said in the joke it would, it would be funny in the dream. I could never right. remember what I said, right. but I always woke up, you know. And then I saw Bill Cosby on the Tonight Show. Then I mm-hmm. saw Richard Pryor on the, on on, on uh, Merv Griffin. And yeah. then I saw Scoy Mitchell on, uh, on 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 Ed Sullivan Show. Right. And um, I I, I kind of knew that there was a way for me to do comedy, but I I, I didn't know exactly I didn't know exactly how to get started.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but I knew I was going to be a comedian. I just didn't know that when God came to me and said, you're going to be a comic. He also said that to 237,000 other people.
2: <laughs> oh my God. That's great. Yeah, it's true, man. It, did you have a, like um, a trajectory? Like, cause you were, you were an improv guy. You were catch a rising star when you started. And then even before that you said pips and the other places, but did you, have like um did you want to go out to la did you want to go to the you know what i mean like did you have a plan when you started oh was... no
0: see that's what was missing i just knew i want. I, I i didn't have a plan i just knew what i had to do okay it was it was it was pretty much i i, I have to do this i don't yeah. know why i had to do it but i have to do it right um i wanted to go to la i wanted to be in the movies I wanted, mm-hmm. I, my, my aspirations were to be a big star, but my, I didn't have a plan for that. Right. I just had a plan to do what I'm doing. And one mm-hmm. thing led to another and to, to, to the point of, this is where I am today. And when I look back on the journey, um, I didn't miss a step. Not, I, yeah, I, man. I did everything I was supposed to do. Uh, it, 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 when I went to LA, it didn't work for me. Okay. Um I went there at a time when uh uh, uh I I was there when Rodney King got be- I left when Rodney King got beat up. Wow, um, yeah. Uh it, it just I I had a I had established a network on the East Coast. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: then when I went to the West Coast to try to establish another network, all I got was I got a lot of resistance. And mm-hmm. uh I, I didn't have the fortitude or a plan to overcome it. So right. I went back to where I was comfortable. Yeah. Um, and it's a good, it, every time, every time I've walked away from comedy, something's always gotten me back into it. I, nice. That's it, a good sign. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and anytime something negative happens in comedy, something positive always outweighs it. Nice. The the first time I opened for Smokey, I was on my way to, uh, to uh, 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 Canada. And I had I had a, a DUI uh, uh, in nineteen like 1990 or something. And uh, this is now 1992, and I'm oh. on my way to Canada. And they had already told me, listen, you can't come here unless you take the Canadian rehabilitation. And I said, how much is that? It was $350. I says, well, I don't have the time or the money. I had the money, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, said, I don't have the time or the money. Let me just come in and do a show. He goes, okay, you can come in but the next time you got to take Canadian Rehabilitation. Well, mm-hmm. the first time I had to pay $200 to get in. The second time I had to pay $500 to get in. The third time they wouldn't let me in. Wow. They dragged me off the train. <laughs> I was on my way to Toronto <laughs> on the train and they looked yeah. at my passport and said, sir, you have to come with me. And they they... They, 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 It was, it was, it was Thursday night. The show was Friday, and they wow. would not let me come in to perform. I was devastated. I was so broken. Yeah. I thought that was the end of, the end of everything. But when I got back home, the that afternoon, I wouldn't have been there had I been in Canada. When I got back that afternoon, I got a call to open for Smokey Robinson.
2: Wow, wow, man. that's great. That's kismet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So drinking's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, I can't believe you got dragged off a train in Canada. They're notoriously oh, nice yeah. people. No, I've seen that happen oh. a
0: couple times. <laughs> oh my, I didn't know.
2: We went up. You can, if you have a DC, you don't, it, it,
0: do it was. They didn't have horses, if that what you mean. Uh, they, they didn't ride them on the train. And go, come with me.
2: <laughs> Literally thinking of what's that Hanna Barbera cartoon that? Uh, um, yeah, There's no need do to do fear. fear that guy. <laughs> Dudley, do do right? Right. Dudley, Dudley Do Right. Dudley Do Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that's yeah, great. That's they do. What is? What was your? So I mean, we were all like, we we, we got to do a, a huge charity event um, during uh, during lockdown during COVID for cancer. At the Tom um, uh, organized with, um, children's brain tumor foundation and, uh, star treatments and stuff. So that we got to hang out a bunch on there. Cause you, you were popping on a lot and you were watching from behind the scenes and I loved it. And then you and I got to talk a bit. Um, what else were you, were you okay creatively? Were you doing all right during COVID and lockdown and stuff like that? How'd you keep yourself like busy?
0: Well, um, you know, uh, th- th- there's, this there's, there's, how can I put this? I have plans, but I usually reserve my plans for, I I put my plans on the back burner for what God has intended for me. I mean, you want to make God laugh, make plans, you know? (laughs) So, uh, and I've never gone anywhere that I didn't feel that I was supposed to be. If I wanted to go somewhere, I couldn't get this because God didn't want me there. That's that's the way I, I felt in my heart. Nice. So when COVID hit, and I couldn't perform. I, I I thought everything was over, but I, I, I literally left it in God's hands and just said like, you know, I'm not doing that. What do you want me to do? Well, and it turns out that uh, my wife uh, has a bakery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in 2009, when during the mortgage crisis, she was baking away, she just said, I'm gonna bake our way out of foreclosure. Wow. And uh, somebody did a story on her trying to bake her way out of foreclosure and her story went nationwide and she sold 900 cakes in one weekend.
2: Amazing. Well, she
0: partnered with the cake distributor and everybody who ordered a cake got a cake. When that partnership ended, she started doing farmers markets and street festivals to keep the business going. Mm -hmm. In 2014, they made a movie about her. The movie is called apple mortgage cakes. It's available now on Amazon prime. And in 2015, she opened up her first mortgage apple cake bakery and cafe in Teaneck, New Jersey. Um, and the only thing greater than the story is the taste of the cake. That's why we're still in business. And I say we because I cut apples. That's what yeah. I was doing during COVID, cutting yeah. apples. I hated it. I, <laughs> I I love I love my wife. I love the I love the blessing that we we have. I love being responsible for the blessing. But mm-hmm. every time she goes, I need apples
2: I love that everything you've been through, your PTSD (laughs) is apple cutting during COVID. (laughs) So, decades of being a comic, and you're like, don't mention apples. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: And then Uh, then I have the nerve to correct somebody hey, how those mortgage apples pies? It's cakes.
2: (laughs) Don't let him fool you, John. I've seen the movie. The movie is his love story. So, if you get a chance to catch it, it is a great movie. And it's really him and his wife's love story, with the sidebar of of baking those cakes out of and working your way out of that That's mortgage super crisis. Sweet. It was; it was an incredible yeah, movie. Yeah, sure.
0: and, and, and and during COVID, because people couldn't go out in public, our online presence blew up. Oh, we awesome. we went from shipping maybe uh, forty cakes a week to two hundred cakes a week,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and which means someone had to cut all those apples. <laughs> yeah and there couldn't be a way of doing comedy and come back to cut apples so right. everything happens for a reason nice man yeah and the
2: yeah. other thing during the during the uh um telethon seven ninety-three hour thing i found out that you're also just a super strong comic book nerd which made me super happy you read you had the greatest take on the Fantastic Four which I believe I have that clip somewhere I'm going to find it and actually post it but I I got to get into what was your you got into comic books when you were younger too right like that was your Oh yeah
0: oh yeah the, the comic comic books used to be 10 cents they were 10 cents and then they went up to 25 <laughs> and I had to do extra chores around the house to get the extra 15 cents I love that uh and I would have I would have uh all the all the first editions I had Mm-hmm. And at the time, I would, I, I wasn't into, I would buy two. Mm-hmm. I would buy two, one, the first edition, I would buy two, one to save and one to rip the cover off and stick it on my wall. And I had all these walls of, of, of first editions: first Spider-Man, first Captain America, first Fantastic Four. Yeah, um, wow. yeah I, I was really into it. And then my mom asked me to clean my room and I disobeyed her, and as punishment, she threw all my comic books out.
2: Oh, oh my man. god, <laughs> moms, man! What <laughs> if there was a superhero that you could be? Who would you want to be?
0: Gee, that's a tough one. You know, I, I, I. How intelligent could I be? As, inte- <laughs> as whatever intelligent, whatever you, as you want to
2: be. Any, any, uh, any yeah. comic book hero.
0: I'd like to be Iron Man.
2: Nice. Okay. I'd like Great, to man. be Iron
0: Man. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I yeah. let me see if you agree with this. I have for years told Joe Starr that he is Ben Grimm, the Thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> the voice, the attitude, Yancey Street talking the only about, thing I, missing
0: like, is, the, is the orange rocks
2: that's <laughs> <laughs> that's man. what i'm saying man i'm telling you, i want him to voice the thing so bad
0: yeah every, he's uh, been uh, grim before the cosmic rays
2: yeah man yeah. that's what i'm saying it'd be so great every time i come across like a good ben grim spider i'm a big spider-man guy i always send oh, i always send like a screenshot to joe i'm like this tell me this isn't you
0: yeah, uh yeah, hilarious yeah. so funny. i had a friend I, I had a friend who um when they were first making uh, the Marvel superheroes into cartoons, mm. they would make these uh, gels, these um, these uh, acetate gels, and they would they would draw the figure on a gel in one position. Then they have to draw it again in another position, and then right. when they, when when they ran through the gels, it would look like motion.
2: Right, right. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, he gave me a gel of Iron Man, Spider-Man, the, the Human Torch, Captain America. Oh, my God. Um, uh, I, I, I had just about about maybe 20 gels uh, wow. because at the, at the time that technology was old and they were moving into a new technology and he didn't want them anymore. So I took them oh. and somewhere oh. between I, I passed them down to my son and uh, and he still has them to this day.
2: That's beautiful. That's great, man. Those are those are probably worth like a fortune now.
0: Uh, I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Uh, Some uh, of that
2: stuff, I I find you know what? It's it's very weird because I I just automatically knee jerk response said they're probably worth a fortune, but I feel like they're worth so much more because they're passed down into it. You know what I mean? Like, unless it's yeah. going to like really change your life or like help something, I would most likely hold on to that stuff just because of the meaning. Yeah.
0: Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. Uh, it, it's There's something in the in tradition. Uh, Martin Luther King said it best. Longevity has its place. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man.
2: Um, Dude, I want... Oh, you know what? I want to bring up... Tom's got the photo. I, I want to talk to you because you said... Um, Talking about an identity crisis. There's a. I do have photos of me when I first started. I got to show you this photo real quick. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Button yes, down shirt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Clean shaven.
2: <laughs> short yes. Hair. Yes. Yes. Yeah, man. That that dork. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that dog had, had purpose. To... He had purpose.
0: <laughs> he did. Right. He did
2: um i want to thank you so much for coming on man because this has been i love talking to you you're one of my favorite people you're one of my favorite comedians um and it's been it's been a blast man and i gotta ask you the three questions that we ask every guest so are you ready
0: oh wait let me take my jacket off (laughs) (laughs) i
2: love it all right here we go all right if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self at any age what would you tell yourself that would help you today
0: To trust yourself. Nice. I would tell oh, nice. my I would tell my younger self to, to to believe in myself just a little bit more than I and and, and, and um not to be not, not to be afraid of what I didn't know, but to trust and believe in what I didn't see and not put so much faith in what was there in front of me.
2: Nice, man. I love that. Yeah. Uh, second question is what had to end in your life, good or bad, that led you to where you are today?
0: I think my marriage mm. my marriage to my first wife had to end so I could be where I am today Nice. don't get me wrong I loved her I loved her immensely but in order to grow to, in, in order to grow we had to let things go
2: beautifully well said man um, and that's not easy to do i mean it's it's, no uh,
0: no i went kicking and screaming
2: (laughs) 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 it is so crazy man it's like when you think about past relationships whether you're you know married or locked you're you're locked in emotionally no matter what it is like i know there's like marriage has everything else but when you for some reason letting go is hard as shit to do it's wild even when you know it's good for you i heard that Um, was the original lyrics to that song john Let it be, yeah. There's, (laughs) I like to pick up the pieces of other people's lost art and put it together in my own. I'm like, oh, you didn't think that was good enough to use? I'll use it. (laughs) Uh, and the last question is my favorite question, it ties in with the theme of the show. We've since tried to rework it because our some of our guests are actually on the way out but um if, a, <laughs> if this was a genuine dystopia and you and everyone else had their last day on this planet what would be your ideal way to go out would it be aliens zombies a comet what would you be doing what would you what would you doing on your last day uh
0: i would be putting out as much love as possible i would be to, to to strangers to situations whatever it would take if i knew that it was all over with first thing i'd be checking is who had love in their heart and, oh. and 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 who 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 did not and the people that did not i would try to give them that love to bring them some peace before they transitioned
2: that is the sweetest. Dude, you are the, the care bear stare of people. <laughs> that is the sweetest
0: thing. I love it, man. I
2: absolutely love it. Uh, the, way, and love- the
0: way the world is going right now, you, I can't impress upon you how important it is just to have pure, genuine love in your heart. Not, 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 not for your family or for yourself, but for your fellow man, you know, to be able mm-hmm. to, 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 to greet somebody with a, with, with, with kindness and, and not malice, uh, Forget your political opinion. When politics is taken out of the equation, you're still a human being and you have to treat each other as human beings. So, and that starts with love and that's for the last, ooh, 20 years, that's what I've been about. Beautiful. That's great.
2: Love it, dude. Um, I love you, man. I'm, I'm so glad you got to spend time with us and hang out on the show. and uh, And You're welcome back anytime you want. I hope you come back. Yeah, I got a ton oh, of questions please.
0: for the next time. Star
2: Search, we missed. We missed I know, we missed,
0: <laughs> we missed a lot. Of, it really solid. is. We need, it. we need a round two. We need okay, round we'll two. have to come back. Yeah, I got to tell you about Star Search. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh,
2: what I love about the Star Search thing is I always think of Felicia Michaels when she was like, men will not shut up about Star Search. <laughs> I have to but but we want to hear about it. We love yes. Star
0: Search. Hey, you know um, I was, I was watching your show. I was watching the uh, the the previous shows and all the people that were on there are uh, the, uh, 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 quite remarkable. And then when you asked me to be on the show, I was like, "Why? <laughs> Why me?" <laughs> no, you, know, dude, you belong you, you belong here
2: more than anybody does, man. You're Absolutely. you're literally I'm sorry it took me this long to get you on, man. You're you're my one of my favorite people ever.
0: Hey man, mm-hmm. it's a blessing to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks Absolutely, for having me. If you, watch, if you watch the Drive Bar Comedy Special, I just gotta tell you this. There's a, when I'm selling the show, before, before uh, I, during the rehearsals, I had my staple gun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And during the, 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 the sh- taping, I left my staple gun in the hotel and they gave me a staple gun so the staple gun that they gave me barely fit in my pocket so when I went to pull it out it, it got stuck on the lining <laughs> then when I dropped it on the ground and tried to pick it up with my magnet it was too heavy for the <laughs> magnet to pick up and I used to see me playing with it <laughs> I'll get it <laughs> so I have to pick it up <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and, and that's a perfect example of being honest with the moment
2: yeah yeah that's fucking hilarious i was wondering what the hell was going on there i was like oh it's new <laughs> hilarious man hilarious I
0: that was so good with the moment guys yeah, thanks man. for having me you guys were a blast Th- thanks for being there and thank yeah, um, you i'm so glad i updated my equipment yeah me, me too man. i love
2: it beautiful Keep- you look crisp <laughs> Yeah, Yeah,
0: absolutely. HD, (laughs) baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, man. I'll catch you later, dude.
0: Definitely. Thanks. Good seeing you.
1: Dystopia tonight.